welcome to this week's Digest edition of the Evening Times from the 26th of January to the 1st of February 2018, read by volunteers at Kuhn Review Print Speaking for the Blind at our studios in the Bishopwigs Media Centre. Coming up on Side 1. Police arrest man and connects with robbery at Willie's Newsagents in Salcoats. MPs to vote on Palace of Westminster repair programme, which could cost taxpayer billions. Heartbreaking messages flood in after vicious murder of Hamilton Mann. Ex-Glee star Mark Salling dies in reported suicide ahead of child porn sentencing. Boxer beats up Grand after being told to stop blasting Whitney Houston 14 hours a day while drunk. Ecstasy probe as three people are rushed to hospital from Glasgow gig. The lieutenant wins substantial damages over news of the world phone hacking. Weather warning. Driving chaos as Arctic ice blast hits Glasgow and surrounding areas. Glasgow refuse workers could strike as council fails to resolve contract issues. Entry requirements to change for Glasgow schools. Is your child affected? This article from the Evening Times News on the 29th of January 2018. Police arrest man in connection with robbery at Willie's Newsagents in Salcoats. This article by group content editor Junice Mitchell. Police have arrested a suspect in connection with an armed robbery. A 20-year-old man has been accused of robbing Willie's Newsagents in Salcoats on Friday, January the 12th and will appear in court today. The Police Scotland spokesperson confirmed the 20-year-old man has been arrested and charged in connection with a robbery that took place at Wally's newsagents, Springvale Street, Sulcoats, around 3.40pm on Friday, January the 12th, 2018. The man is due to appear before Kilmar Sheriff Court on Monday, January the 29th, 2018. A report will be submitted to the Procurator Fiscal. This article by Group Content Editor, Jenny Smitchell. The Evening Times. On Wednesday the 31st of January 2018. News section. MPs to vote on Palace of Westminster repair programme, which could cost taxpayer billions. The future of the Palace of Westminster will be voted on by MPs, but a final decision on a multi-billion pound restoration programme could be further delayed. Parts of the Houses of Parliament are crumbling, and there have been warnings that a catastrophic fire could occur unless ageing electrical systems are replaced but concerns over cost and public opinion have dogged the restoration and renewal project, expected to cost around £4 billion, and one of the options put forward for MPs to consider is for a further review. MPs must decide whether they can afford to justify repairs to the historic building, Commons leader Andrea Leadsom said earlier this month. Mrs Leadsom has tabled two motions for debate on January 31st, with the first allowing MPs to authorise essential repairs but agree to review before the end of the Parliament in 2022 the need for comprehensive works. The second would establish a body to carry out a sufficiently thorough and detailed analysis of various aspects linked to the restoration work, including whether MPs and peers move out or partially stay in the palace during the repairs and would seek to push forward the process sooner. The Joint Committee on the Palace of Westminster warned in 2016 that the decision on how to repair Parliament could not be delayed any further. Labour's Chris Bryant, who sat on the Joint Committee, is backing a bid to reject the options put forward by Mrs Leadsom in favour of more rapid progress. 
An amendment tabled by Public Accounts Committee Chairwoman Meg Hillier would back the 2016 recommendation for a full and timely decant, with MPs and peers leaving the building for work to be carried out. It's the swiftest and most cost-effective option, he said. Meanwhile, an SNP-led amendment would see MPs consider the option of whether to abandon the Palace of Westminster altogether. It calls for a review of the work to include a detailed assessment of the cost-effectiveness of relevant away from the Palace of Westminster. SNP MP Neil Gray said, While Labour and the Tories in the Scottish Parliament are set to vote against a pay rise for nurses and investment in public services, it's utterly hypocritical for them to vote at the same time for billions to be spent on crumbling palaces for politicians. As well as the threat of fire, the building is thought to be vulnerable because of its antiquated sewerage system, and parts of the palace are riddled with asbestos. This article from the Evening Times News on the 30th of January 2018. Jamie Murray. Heartbreaking messages flood in after vicious murder of Hamilton Mann. This article from the Evening Times Online. Tributes have been flooding in for the man who was found dead at his house after a prolonged and vicious attack. The heart Rending messages came as detectives launched a murder probe into the death of Jamie Murray in Hamilton, South Lanarkshire. The 24-year-old's body was found at a property in the town's Hollywood Street at around 6.45pm on Friday. Police are treating his death as suspicious after a post-mortem examination was carried out. Shocked pals and loved ones have taken to social media over the past 24 hours to express their grief and post heartbreaking messages. Pal Kareen Maguire said, Can't believe I'm writing this, another young life taken far too soon. Rest in peace, Jamie. My thoughts are with your friends and family at this sad time. Tony Lee Keyes wrote, Absolutely heartbroken to be writing this to someone who was practically a brother to me. We grew up together, always had each other's backs, coming in drunk, can't believe you've passed away, Jamie Murray. Rest in peace, honey. Scott Woodward added, R.I.P. Jamie Murray. Boy was straight down the middle. A rare breed these days as well. Never know what's around the corner. Sleep tight, brother. Actually just seen the news about you. R.I.P. Jamie Murray. You were some boy, man. Always be remembered. Was another comment. Another friend said, can't believe what I've just read, and I'm honestly speechless. R.I.P. Jamie, sleep tight. Officers are appealing for information and want to speak to anyone who spent time with the victim in the last few weeks. Extra police patrols are currently being carried out in the area where Jamie's body was found. Detective Chief Inspector Raymond Brown said, Mr. Money has been the victim of a very prolonged and vicious attack. As such, it is vital we trace the person or persons responsible for his death. My officers are currently carrying out further forensic examination as well, as viewing CCTV and speaking to local people in the community in an attempt to progress our inquiry. As part of our investigation, we would like to speak to anyone who has been in the company of Mr Murray since the beginning of January, and in particular, anyone who had seen him from January the 19th until he was discovered on Friday, January the 26th. It is only by speaking to those in his company that we can begin to piece together his movements and the lead up to his untimely death. 
Anyone with information is asked to contact the major investigation team at Court Bridge or 101, quoting incident number 3276 of January 26th. This article from the Evening Times Online. Evening Times on Wednesday the 31st of January 2018. News section. Ex-Glee star Mark Salling dies in reported suicide ahead of child porn sentencing. Former Glee actor Mark Salling has died of an apparent suicide weeks before he was due to be sentenced in court over child pornography charges. Salling, who was 35 when he died on Tuesday, was known for playing bad boy Noah Puck Puckerman in the musical comedy series before it ended in 2015. In December, he pleaded guilty to possession of child pornography after prosecutors said he had more than 50,000 images of child porn on his computer and on a USB drive. Salling, whose sentencing was scheduled for March the 7th, was expected to face four to seven years in prison. Salling's body was discovered in a riverbed in the Chujunga neighbourhood of Los Angeles. A law enforcement official who was not authorised to speak publicly has said, according to the Associated Press, his death is being investigated as a suicide, the official said. Salling's lawyer, Michael J. Proctor, said in a statement, I can confirm that Mark Salling passed away early this morning. Mark was a gentle and loving person, a person of great creativity, who was doing his best to atone for some serious mistakes and errors of judgment. He is survived by his mother and father and his brother. The Salling family appreciates the support they've been receiving and asks for their privacy to be respected. Salling was first arrested at his Los Angeles home in December 2015, after police and government agents seized a laptop, hard drive and flash drive that contained images and videos depicting child pornography. Before starring in Glee, he released an album called Smoke Signals, followed by another solo record called Pipe Dreams in 2010. He shared a Screen Actors Guild Award with the Glee cast in 2010, when the show was given an Outstanding TV Comedy Ensemble Award. Salling's death comes four and a half years after the death of his former Glee co-star Corey Monteith. Monteith, who played Salling's on-screen friend Finn Hudson, died from a toxic mix of alcohol and heroin. This article from the Evening Times News on the 30th of January 2018. Boxer beats up Gran after being told to stop blasting Whitney Houston 14 hours a day while drunk. This article was unattributed. A boxer beat the granddaughter and granddaughter living next door after they told him to stop playing Whitney Houston records 14 hours a day. Amateur fighter Philip Jackson drank special case cider and began playing hits like I'm Every Woman at 10am. The brute carried on blasting the late US's singer's tracks until the early hours. But when the family finally snapped and told him enough was enough, he used the fist she trained by bashing a punch bag in his garden for hours on end. Today the family tell of their relief after the 16 stone I Will Always Love You fan was jailed. Jackson pleaded guilty at Maidstone Crown Court to ABH for the attacks on his next-door neighbours in Sheerness, Kent, last June. He was jailed on January the 12th. Speaking after Jackson, 39, was locked up for two and a half years, grandmother Leslie Brooks, 66, said, He's a very nasty man who thinks he's above the law. He attacked Leslie, daughter Sarah, and six-month pregnant 17-year-old granddaughter Sophie. It was the climax of a five-year feud. 
The family said Jackson threatened to petrol bomb their home, yelled over the garden fence and scared them with a horde of 20 pet snakes. Mum of five, Sarah 35, said the problem started almost as soon as Jackson moved in next door in 2012. At first, he would just loudly mimic us in silly voices, but then it got worse. He threatened to burn the house down, then we called the police on him. Over the noise, we called them at least six times. He would be singing all day from 10am sometimes until the next morning. Whitney Houston was his favourite. I'm every woman or I will always love you. He would spend hours in the garden, even in winter, punching a punching bag. He would put up scaffolding outside his house and take it down just for fun. Violence erupted when the Jackson and the family had a heated row over his noise. Sarah said he started throwing stones at us. A few days later, it all kicked off. Graham Wesley said he swore and said I scratched his car, then picked up a big car suspension to throw at me. My daughter ran out to protect me, but I stood in front, so he smacked me on the nose. I ran to the back gate, and he continued to punch me. He fractured both my fingers, Jackson described in court by his lawyer as almost wider than he is tall. Got into his Vauxhall estate and drove off, but returned to cause more mayhem. The family were calling an ambulance when Jackson returned. He got out of the car, and as I turned round, he smacked the back of my head, said Leslie. He then punched Sophie right in the stomach. Sophie said I threw up instantly. I couldn't feel my baby moving. I was so scared at one point, he tried to get into the house. Sophie's sister, Ari Lee, four, and Lily, eight, were watching in horror. They saw everything. They kept crying. Nanny is dead, Sophie said. Lily is disabled and still remembers it. She sometimes says she's scared in case Phil comes round to get her. Gran Wesley, who has lost four stones since the attack, said, Now I suffer with nerves. I can't even carry my own shopping or do the washing up. I have nightmares about that day. Jackson was jailed on January the 12th at Maidstone Crown Court for the attacks on his next-door neighbours in Sheerness, Kent, last June. Judge Martin Joy told Jackson... He was on his short fuse with little or no restraint and said he had behaved abominably. The judge who imposed an indefinite restraining order added, Your counsel has said you are a boxer, you are a physical man, you are a powerful man, as can be seen, and I would add that you are a violent man. The Brooks family said he terrorised us for nearly half a decade. It's a relief he's gone, but we're worried he will move back in. The street is safer without him. This article was unattributed. Remember, you no longer need to receive a weekly digest service on tape, but can in fact listen to more daily content online via www.qandreview.com slash free podcasts, accessible on your computer or mobile device. The Evening Times, on Wednesday the 31st of January, 2018. News section. Ecstasy probe, as three people are rushed to hospital from Glasgow gig. Police are investigating whether three people taken to hospital following a gig in Glasgow had taken MDMA. Police and the ambulance service were called to the O2 Academy on Eglinton Street at around 11pm on Tuesday after a 20-year-old man became unwell inside. 
While emergency services were there, a boy and a girl, both aged 16, also became ill at the venue, where Steve Aoki was playing. All three were taken to the city's Queen Elizabeth University Hospital, where the 20-year-old and the teenage boy are in a stable condition, but giving cause for concern, according to medical staff. The girl is in a stable condition. Police are investigating whether they had taken drugs. Police spokesman said, Inquiries are ongoing to establish circumstances surrounding each person taking on well. One line of inquiry is that each may have taken a type of MDMA, but this is still to be confirmed. None of those involved are known to each other. They urged anyone who was at the event and who feels unwell after possibly taking illegal drugs to seek medical attention as soon as possible. This article from the Evening Times News from the 31st of January 2018. The lieutenant wins substantial damages over news of the world phone hacking. This article was unattributed. Scott's actor David Tennant has received substantial damages and an apology from news groups, newspapers over phone hacking and the news of the world. The Bathgate-born Doctor Who and Broadchurch star, 46, was among six individuals who settled their claims for misuse of private information and breach of confidence at London's High Court. The others were Olympic medalist Colin Jackson, actress Sophia Miles, party planner Fran Cutler, fashion designer Jess Morris, and Tanya Franje, ex-wife of footballer David James. The amount of damages was not revealed at the hearing before Mr Justice Mann on Tuesday. Counsel Sarah Mansouri said that it was agreed that NGN made no admission of liability in relation to their claims relating to the son. Miss Mansouri said that Mr Tennant is a very private individual and he is outraged and shocked by the invasions of his privacy by individuals working for or acting on behalf of News of the World. Ben Silverstone of NGN, which is also paying the claimant's legal costs, offered its sincere apologies for the distress caused and said it accepted it had no right to intrude into his private life in any way. Miss Mansouri said that the repeated publications caused upset and suspicion among Miss Cutler's friends, the so-called Primrose Hill set, which included Sadie Frost, Kate Moss, Meg Matthews and Pearl Loy, and affected her business. Jess Morris believed that the constant exposure of private information caused her relationship with actor Reese Iffens to suffer and ultimately led to their separation. Stephen Heffer, partner and head of media and privacy at the law firm Collier Bristol, said, Our clients have been through a distressing ordeal and it is absolutely right. The news group newspapers have apologised, acknowledged the harm they caused in open court, and paid compensation. Our clients had their privacy violated, and an apology helps our clients to move on. None of the celebrities were in court. This article was unattributed. The Evening Times, on Wednesday the 31st of January 2018. News section. Weather warning. Driving chaos as Arctic ice blast hits Glasgow and surrounding areas. This article from the Evening Times online. Motorists are facing difficult driving conditions as snow falls across Glasgow and its surrounding areas with weather warnings in place. 
Drivers are urged to take care amid the wintry conditions, with the M74, M77 and M8 among the routes affected by snow. As reported by the Evening Times on Tuesday, forecasters are warning of ice on untreated surfaces and frequent blustery showers of rain, sleet, snow and hail on Wednesday. The Met Office has issued yellow Be Prepared warnings covering most of Scotland, which are valid from 3am until 6pm on Wednesday. It's said up to 5 centimetres of snow is expected to accumulate in places above 200 metres, while some snow is also possible at low levels at times. Fresh yellow warnings of snow and ice have been issued for northern Scotland, which are valid from 6pm on Wednesday until 11am on Thursday. One reader who travelled into Glasgow from Alloa described road conditions as treacherous. She said, The snow was coming down thick and fast on my way to Glasgow this morning. Visibility was quite poor. Another told the title how traffic was heavy and slow on the M77. She added, Traffic was quite slow moving as drivers heeded the travel warnings which were put into place last night. This article was from the Evening Times Online. This article from the Evening Times News. On the 1st of February 2018, Glasgow refuse workers could strike as council fails to resolve contract issues. This article by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. Under threat, refuse workers have voted to strike by 97% in a consultation ballot. The Evening Times told yesterday how 123 coding staff faced the end of their contracts on March 31st, despite union bosses claim Glasgow is looking the war on waste and workers must be given new jobs in land and environmental services, LES. Members of the GMB Scotland took part in a consultative ballot to strike action and 97% said they would walk out if a formal ballot is held. GMB Scotland organiser Ria Wolfson said our members have sent a loud and clear message to the council. Defend and invest in our service. Don't cut it. Glasgow's austerity Shame is evident in our overflowing bins and rubbish strewn streets. A growing health and safety nightmare, and we cannot go on like this. Quite simply, we cannot hope to win this war on waste. If the council makes 123 streets cleaner, unemployed at the end of March, it's just not credible. GMB Scotland wants Glasgow City Council to pledge to safeguard the jobs long term. If the contracts run out, organisers said, staff and services at the breaking point, working and the Keynesian conditions of squalor. The previous Labour administration was responsible for putting around 130 quitting staff on temporary contracts. GMB Scotland is now demanding the new administration sorts out the problem. Miss Wilson added, Four months we have been campaigning to retain these jobs, but the head of the budget... There has been no plan and no commitments given by the council and time is rapidly running out. Councillor Fergal Dalton, City Convener for Workforce, needs to recognise and respect the resolve of our members and their desire for a properly funded service that can help restore the dear green place. But without intervention, we will move to a full industrial action ballot and our members and inevitably strikers will affect the city's refuse and cleansing services. 
Mr Dalton blamed the previous administration for the employment of the refuse workers on temporary contracts and said the new administration had been working to resolve the issue. He said that Labour knowingly recruited these men on one-year contracts. The council administration has been trying to resolve this among a raft of other inherited workforce issues. Keeping the city clean is a clean priority for us and discussions around finding a resolution to this matter continue. This article by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. The Evening Times on Thursday the 1st of February 2018. News section. Entry requirements to change for Glasgow schools. Is your child affected? This article by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. Education bosses have announced plans to consult on changes to the way pupils are accepted into Glasgow schools. At a committee meeting today, Executive Director of Education Maureen McKenna will put forward new plans to be discussed by councillors. The move comes as roll numbers in Glasgow schools rise, meaning changes must be made to placing request criteria and catchment areas. Changes are proposed to bring the entry criteria of all secondary schools into a single system. The Education Department said it will actively engage with parents, carers and school users during what will be a minimum six-week term time consultation. In her report, Ms McKenna points to changes to the education estate, a rise in the number of pupils going to city schools and the nurturing approach of schools. She adds... Although these changes and improvements are welcomed, they present education services with a challenge in relation to effectively managing resources to ensure there are the right schools of the right size in the right place at the right time. Therefore, education services wish to consult on changes to the placing request criteria and procedures in order to make the process cleaner, more transparent and to improve education services' ability to effectively and efficiently manage resources through future planning based on robust evidence and trends. The current criteria work well in most cases. However, informal feedback from parents and others suggests they are not all perceived to be fair and or clearly understood by all. For example, some parents have objected to the distance criteria being used, as it favours those who live closer to a school without taking cognizance of available transport. Changes to placing request criteria are covered by the Schools Consultation Scotland Act 2010 and require statutory consultation. Catchment areas are also to be looked at. For 13 Glasgow mainstream secondary schools, the key entry criteria is similar to that of primary schools and defined by a geographical catchment area. They are known as delineated secondary schools. Entry to the other 17 secondary schools is based on which primary school the child attends, associated or feeder school, and these secondary schools are referred to as non-delineated. The council plan is to make all secondary schools delineated and parents will be consulted. Chris Cunningham, City Convener for Education, Skills and Early Years, said both of these papers are all about pre-engagement ahead of any statutory consultations. The majority of families across the city will not be affected by any of the proposed changes. This is about gathering the views of all interested parties to help shape the consultations, likely to be held after the spring holiday, and the council administration has a manifesto commitment to review catchment areas across the city. This article was by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. End of side one. Please fast forward to the end of the tape and turn over for side two.